Mm. It reminds yeah. it reminds me of remember when the AVGN like you know was all the rage, and then there was that era of YouTube where everybody tried to copy him. Absolutely. Yeah, like, it's, it's that kind of effect. I was never a big um, AVGN fan myself. And so I saw a lot of people try and copy him. And even like people who did like movies and stuff like that. Like um, the Nostalgia Critic, I think, he kind of patterns himself oh, after yeah. a little bit. Like all these people tried to pick up on that style. Uh, and it was, I mean, it, that's how we have uh, John Tron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But eventually he kind of found his own voice. But you still have like. Oh god, what the hell is that guy's name? The irate gamer. The worst kind of AVGN clone is when you literally yeah. try to be exactly like him, but you fail so in every way. Yep. Did you know that like um a a television company? I can't remember which one tried to pick up AVGN, but um because of how hard he cursed, they were turned off to the idea, so they picked up irate gamer instead. What? And we're like using him as like an advertising uh platform. So that got the irate gamer up even higher on the on like YouTube's algorithm back then. Why would they go to AVGN and then say you curse too much? Cause they wanted like somebody just the notoriety? Somebody yeah. to like uh sponsor them, but then they were like, Well, this guy curses like a fuck ton. And the irate gamer was supposed to be apparently he was a Christian or some shit like a hardcore Christian. So he, he didn't was curse. a straight knockoff, like nothing original. He reviewed older games, which AVGN did, and um, he had some of the same styles to his videos as well. Like you can just tell he's being, you know, a knockoff. Yep. He tried to be angry all the time. Yeah, angry all the time, same gimmick. It's like, you know, you can do a straight-up review without having some gimmick behind it, like being too happy or too angry or something. You could just give a straight, formal review. Yeah, you, you could have a review without some lazy gimmick, like always trying to say something nice about it or, you know. Or breaking your video game consoles. <laughs> I always or, found that funny. Be like, this, this fucking game spews out fecal fucking matter, fecal fucking piece of shit. All that kind of stuff. This game like sucks. A, I'm going to break my PS4 now. Like, uh, the only way you could play it is if you find something nice to say about it, and then your name or channel say something nice. <laughs> Clever. Uh, but seriously, I, I just don't think that... um My stupid gimmick. I, there I was... Just... Go ahead. That is the bandwagon effect, after all. Someone, they, people try to say something popular, they try to copy it. Happens with every freaking thing. It happened with the AVGN, the Soldier Critic, and nowadays still continuing the face cam LP or the one that yes. gets scared of literally everything in every oh, popular horror game. <laughs> looks, yes. looks at every horror game. I'm looking at you, Scott Cawthon. You're, you and your freaking games are the most guilty of that in just the past year alone. It, it's really sad, but I, I started, um, you, you can pick whichever scenario you want is sad because this is going to go places. Uh, I started watching PewDiePie again out of fucking nowhere. Mostly because he's hit that point of being a billionaire that I think everybody hits. Where they just don't <laughs> give a fuck. Like he's like, fuck it, I'm PewDiePie fucking pie, I don't give a fuck. Oh, no doubt. So, he's already hit this point of just like, dry cynicism and I think that's refreshing. But he made a video recently where he's like, I'm fucking depressed. 
I can't even play the video games I want to play anymore. I can't even play the video games I want to play without uh, being this fucking guy on the camera anymore. Interesting. But he's making a lot of freaking money. Like, yeah, I, really, so I honestly... Stop. You kind of get locked into a persona, I think. Yeah, he, yeah. You have YouTubers that say all sorts of profanities all the fucking time. And uh, recently, he keeps getting into headlines because he made a, uh, a joke um, oh, you on made, like, a one of his recent videos that like, was just a Death All Joe's... Death All Joe's... Death All Jews joke. And everyone was like, oh my god, I can't believe PewDiePie said that. Well, it's because his, his demographic is kids. Which is funny. It, it really doesn't matter what the guy says. He's going to keep getting like the, like those views and views and money, money, money. He has so much momentum. It's yeah, that, that Your face when YouTube starts punishing every single small creator for not being family friendly. Meanwhile, their biggest content creator yeah. is not in the least bit family friendly. Well, because oh. he brings in that advertising money. Well, he's oh, throwing God. all that out the window now, so I'm curious on how that will actually affect as anything. I, I, as long as he gets views, like as long as he gets the views that he gets, they will not, they don't want to take him off because, you know. It, it's this weird paradigm of just like the rich is going to keep getting richer. Yes. Like, um, I, I think he dethroned, uh, I think it was Ray William Johnson. But, like, that was because Ray William Johnson was literally an unmarketable asshole. Hey, another horrible YouTuber. Good mm -hmm. God. I, those videos where I just cannot stand, like, one minute. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I don't know how people like this. Actually, now really giving it some more thought. It's like, YouTube has one really big problem right now. And that's they think, too, they think a bit too much into the present. It's okay to think about the present, but they also got to think about adverse effects in the future. Because, yeah, PewDiePie brings in a lot of goddamn advertising money because he's not going to be status, there forever. But exactly, he's not going to be there forever. And there's going to come a day where there's no more pewds. So what the hell are they going to do? And because they kept punishing all their smaller content creators that could have right. been bigger, they're all going to get sick of it. And that'll that'll be prime opportunity for another video site to come in and try to steal that momentum and become the next big thing. I'm still that's, waiting that's, for that YouTube competitor. I'm still waiting. Same that's here. Exactly I keep I thinking yeah. it's gonna come out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, like, I guess the only thing that might kind of get in the way of that is the, uh, uh, you know, the the companies behind YouTube now, uh, that might you know might just try to absorb. You, you, you uh, try do to absorb have to go up to bat against Google, which yeah. is yeah. But at some point, like you said, at some point they're gonna have to either fix it or it will crumble. I'm curious if it's due to a patenting. Thing. Like, I wonder if saying? Google has created. I wouldn't put it past them. I wonder if Google's yeah. created like an a, 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 an iron. Like I mean, the most vague fucking pattern to be like we hold all rights to a video sharing platform and that's it. And it, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I bet. I bet it would have caused some kind of stink by now, but. Well, I mean, I mean they, but they could even maybe secretly hold a patent to some kind of software that is key into uh, a video platform service being able to take off quickly. That and uh, yeah, you, you also have to uh, think about the fact that the only way that could work is if everybody on YouTube, not everybody, but like popular big hitters who would yes. never leave YouTube, left YouTube. Because what's going to happen 
is you also have to think it's not just Google owns YouTube. Google owns Google. Right. If somebody's just Google like, yes. like I know, Stay woke, guys. what a fucking revelation. But what I mean by that is, if I'm an average Joe who doesn't actually watch a lot of videos, and I'm like, what the fuck is Resident Evil 7? And I type in Resident Evil 7 gameplay into YouTube, do you think they're going to pass your link? Like, do you, the link to this new uh, uh, video sharing website, that's sure. not going to pop up for pages. Right. Yeah, you're trying to route you to their website. Right. Oh, oh please, it'll be like the page 99 and you still won't find anything on Daily Yeah. No, I mean, remember remember I said that I just, I Googled Five Nights at Freddy's on the Google search engine and the very top Markiplier. of the page is Markiplier. Yeah. Big they, thumbnail. Right. Gotta get him with that too. Well, his most popular video on his entire channel, so. Yeah, but I mean, like, I didn't, I didn't even know what a let's play was, but there it was at the very top of the search. So. I feel, I feel so sorry for anyone who legitimately likes FNAF and tries to LP it, but just gets so overshadowed. Right. Yeah. Oh, so many people are enjoying it. Playing it just to see what it was like, and I was just like, eh. Fine enough. It wasn't like the most popular thing I've ever done, but I just, I just enjoyed it because it was a game. Was I fun. streamed the beginning of Sister Location and got jump scared and I popped my jaw. <laughs> so oh my god. Playing. That yeah. sounds terrible. It really hurt. So I was like, I don't think I should play this anymore, and I haven't That's yet. Some bad juju. <laughs> Some bad juju. But yeah, like, I, I really just hate getting on the bandwagon and, like, playing what everyone else is playing. Uh, because it gets like oversaturated what I like to do is I just like to play the games that resonate to me the most and I don't really care if like it's on release day or not uh, if I really yeah. enjoy playing it then I'm gonna just pick it up and record it um, but I try not to you know do what everyone else is doing so when Resident Evil 7 was like out everyone was fucking doing it there's actually been times like uh, again I haven't done a legitimate let's play in like a year only because uh, we've just folk we we found it easier for our like group to just do clips. Like we all just we have uh, Nvidia Shadowplay which constantly records and uh, you just hit Alt F10 and it saves the past two minutes. So we all just upload that and then one of our uh, one of us edits the whole damn thing into one video. Nice. And we we. It's really lazy, honestly. So you, so you, you each play like separate two-minute clips. I mean, I mean, obviously not just the two-minute clips, but like if we were to watch the video straight through, it would jump from person. It to person. would, it would jump. Like the first third would probably be, I think, me and then uh, my friend and then another friend. It'd come back to this to that topic in like three months, because yeah. apparently in the recent beta update. There's all sorts of talks for a, a brand new client, like ah, head to redesign. Yeah, so that's great. Sounds but I would pretty... love if Valve would start talking about like Half Life Three. No, that's stupid. Get Th that's, out of here. That's never, <laughs> never happening. Like I, I just don't suspect it to happen Hell, at this point. How into Half Life Three, guys? They have absolutely abandoned all ideas of Half Life when they stopped. <laughs> like. It, <laughs> and I mean it, like, it's no longer their marketing thing anymore. Their marketing, so their marketing thing, like, all the, uh, all the VR tutorials, yep. all the Steam controller, uh, promotional videos, they're all Portal. Yeah. They've yeah, like... absolutely forgotten about Half-Life. Well, well yeah. but here's the thing, though, is, I don't know how 
big you guys were into Half-Life and how, how, how if you guys were crazy like me and uh, like looked up a bunch of different theories and like some data mining that people did and all this stuff. But uh, from not even my understanding, I guess it's just like my hope and my fantasy um, th is that the next story would involve uh, the portal side of the universe. So it would, oh. it would combine because they're going to the, uh, I, I forget the name of the ship, but they're going to the ship that was like, it had something to do with uh, Aperture and that maybe eventually they'd, they'd, they'd cross streams. And if that ever happened, like I'd just quit video games forever. I'd just be, I'd be like, I'm done. Well, look, right now what Mr. Gabe Newell needs to do is pass first grade math and learn how to count to three. Correct. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like, uh, Gabriel, what comes after two? Uh, he does not know. Like, I personally believe that um, they're so, like, hung up on Steam and they make so much money there that yeah. there's no reason for them to ever do Half-Life three because of it like they're already like rich and rolling and dough you know but they'll make like three times the amount of money oh wait a minute <laughs> i know was, i think that was smart enough to know that like after all of this time if half-life 3 comes out and it's nothing short of like unbelievable people are just gonna shit on it and it's gonna be a huge failure oh yeah so yeah, there's no there's no reward it. for the risk yeah it's it's way too much hype at this point like yeah Mm -hmm. People have been waiting for it for like years. It's like Batman vs Superman. Everyone was waiting for that movie for so long. Yeah. And it turned out terrible. So everyone was like, "Oh my God, hate superhero movies. They're the worst thing ever. Marvel is king. All that kind of stuff." So it's been too long. Like you can do a Last Guardian, but even so, people still didn't like that game in some aspects. So it's too. It's been too long. We like. Oh come on, but No Man's Sky really. Oh wait a minute. No. <laughs> I was about to say No Man's Sky. Like if No Man's Sky had come out. Nobody knew about it, and it was like forty bucks or something like that. Like it would have just kind of passed, and you know, people who liked it would have picked it up, and that would have been it. It wouldn't even have been a deal. But the, the and then hype... PlayStation was like, "Hey, can I market your game?" Yes. <laughs> yep. And uh, oh, come on, Sonic 06 had to be the goddamn it. Exactly. I don't know who accepted that. Like, Sega, you you were on some serious crack by accepting that. Oh, uh, Sonic oh, kissing a human. But Why? At least, but at least Sonic Boom shows some. Oh. oh. <laughs> I just keep rolling them out today. Oh, but Street Fighter Five! God damn it, Capcom! Nice. Yeah, there's. What do you think about uh, Co Colleen? Uh, I, I the first thing I said was, "Who is this?" I I, yeah. I I have no idea who this is, and then someone told me, "Oh, it's a uh, Gil's assistant from uh, Street Fighter 3 and I'm like, "Huh? I I don't even remember that to be honest." Like. Because Street Fighter 3, the version I have is the online version, so I don't have any arcade stuff, arcade. and I never played gotcha. with, like, Gil at all, so I never saw that before, ever. They that said character. that, uh, they said that none of the new characters will be, you know, um... Established ones? Characters Sweet. who've never been pl playable before. But then I was like, what's the point of showing Gil in the end of the, at, at the end of the, uh, the story mode then? Like, you have Gil... Now I want to play as Gil, so... I think Capcom, they like to bait-and-switch people a lot. Yes, yeah, which is really annoying. Capcom? No. Capcom, the release of Street Fighter V in general. Or, hey, guys, you know, you want to play... You want to um, have this Resident Evil 7 DLC? 
Well, you know, if you want the true ending to the game, the epilogues, you have to either pay for them or download them. What's the case with that? Now, wait, wait. To be on. fair, the the Resident Evil Seven DLC that actually that matters is, is going to be free. That is free, but so, like, it's kudos still, to them. It's still not to me. I still think it's a part of the game that's vital if it's the true epilogue for Dead Rising. There's no excuse. There's like oh, there's no excuse. Yeah, oh, there's yeah. no excuse there. Wait, hold on. It, isn't it also RE7 that had a like a special edition without the game in it? Uh, yes, I think that's the collector's edition, if I'm not too mistaken. Unfortunately, oh, yes. that just seems to be a brand new retarded trend that just showed up. Oh yes, a collector's edition. We're gonna give you all this stuff. Uh, but what about the game? Oh, uh, right. no. It's like, no. yeah, no. Yeah, no, I you're heard gonna... of that. That's. <laughs> <laughs> So you pay like a hundred bucks for a collector's edition, but then you have to pay an extra sixty for the game. It's just like a su it's like sucker's choice right there. Legitimately, wow. every EA title right now. This is a major hardcore lot. Fucking kudos, kudos to fucking uh, Ubisoft. My buddy pre-ordered Ghost Recon Wildlands as like big dick collector's edition with the Grim Reaper statue. Hey, it comes with the video game. Who would have thought? <laughs> like, there's so many bad business practices in video games. So many awful choices. Like, microtransactions, games, microtransactions. Yep. Never games being taken out of collector's editions, online passes. Pay to win. Pay to Never win, Never forget yeah. that, a, that an EA corporate, corporate man... <laughs> Once man. said, what if we make the player charge 25 cents to reload? To reload. Yeah. Oh, that's so Wait, on-disc DLC? A Street Fighter cross Tekken, anyone? I remember yep. there was a... On-disc DLC is ridiculous. There was a racing game that uh, you could actually use real money to pay for gas in-game. What? Why yes. would anybody... <laughs> that sounds <laughs> anybody like a social that? experiment. That yeah, seriously. Anything. <laughs> Social experiment. Black would come up with. <laughs> it was no, so terrible. Worse, no, even worse, the price raises up like every other minute, just like gas in real life. Just like gas real inflation. gas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how much do I gotta pay for this? Two nineteen per. God damn it. Those games that are like um, simulation type deals, like truck driving things. I just, I mean, to each their own, I guess, but. Not Man, really a fan stuff. either. Like that stuff the, is crazy. The games that I like that are racing, they have to be arcadey, like Burnout or something. Oh my or god! Oh, yeah. The fucking the zombies <laughs> having a field day now. Because <laughs> you brought up simulation games, and I just had a fucking like uh... aneurysm. No, like yeah, a no, Vietnam real, flashback yeah, of Euro Truck Simulator. Oh. oh. Like, oh, let me tell you a story. That shit is off the charts only because I don't know why. Just like 4 o'clock in the morning, running deliveries in a convoy with friends, and then <laughs> the, the fucking, all the trucks had collision! Yes. So if you collided with a friend, you could fuck up their cargo, and like my friend just like s fucking slammed the brakes in front of me, and I couldn't stop in time. There was that one. I have a clip, but I'm not gonna fucking search through it. There's I I'm just changing lanes innocently, and in the side view mirror, I just hear my friend scream. What are you doing? Stop! No! 
and I didn't know what happened in the footage in the side view mirror. You can see me change lanes, and I just clip him slightly in his truck tips. Nice. <laughs> That sounds that sounds as worse as uh what's that game? Oh. <laughs> I'll never understand why. Oh, big rigs, which had the opposite problem where nothing had collision. <laughs> oh yeah, head. that was terrible too. Like in terms of terribleness. You wanna know how to have extreme fun in big rigs? Hold down the arrow. Hold down, yeah. hold down the down arrow game. But you don't get it. There was a like we were in the United Kingdoms dicking around and having fun, learning the tools of trade, and it's like okay, we gotta get to Germany. So we fucking hop on a boat, we, we take a ferry to Germany, and we're like, oh, there's some players. I haven't seen a few players around. And we're trying to leave Germany. There's a fucking 400-player traffic jam. Wow. Once, yeah. That's... And people, people causing traffic jam were getting banned. People were breaking uh, <laughs> rules of the road to fucking uh, get around the traffic jam. They were getting banned. <laughs> the rules the of the fucking... road. The fucking moderators actually wanted people to experience this fucking traffic jam. <laughs> so they Once... told people, go out here and see this car pile up. Once y'all understand... also send you to the prison, yeah. I'll never understand why developers put in like just dumbass things like that. Like that's when you need to beta test stuff. Oh, yeah, you mean, like you mean like in Shadow of the Colossus where made they made the horse intentionally disobey you sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Is the last guardian's AI Guardian. Is Last Guardian's like terrible AI on purpose? Yeah, so they say. I haven't played it yet. Everyone hated the controls. They're too like, like not responsive enough. Like the kid would just jump and he would just fall. He I, I just see anything. problems with the game, like where they're supposed to be scripted grabs and the monsters just like, nah, fuck you, man. I don't care. They say that the idea yeah, is that it's like you're training you. a real animal. No, but I haven't played it, so I don't know. No, I'm not a big is going to say that, bad programming. Quirk, that okay. absolutely sounds like when Assassin's Creed is like, well, there's a bunch of, there's a problem with the animus. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah, why your your face is missing. The animus That's is freaking out. That's one of my favorite cop-outs of all time. And it's like, I'm having this problem in the real world. Shit! Like, the it's... amount of fucks they gave on that. That's like Yu-Gi-Oh! Reminds me of Yu-Gi-Oh! When they were like, uh, with Exodia, they were like, oh, we have this thing that's like this huge... Uh, Deus Ex Machina, we have to get rid of it. And they're like, alright, they throw it off the boat. The end. Yeah, so realism, I mean, when it comes to video games and stuff like that, it doesn't translate too well because who wants to do things like mundane tasks where you have to, like, drive and listen to real-world uh, stoplights in a video game? You want to yeah. obviously go outside of the boundaries, destroy stuff, have fun, have a good time. Hacks Day Simulator 2017. That's my biggest, yeah. um... That's my biggest problem with, uh... Like, current sports games, for the most part. Uh, especially basketball games. That's why I started my whole series, because I played 2K17, and I just was not having fun. Because it's gotten to a point where it's so much a simulation that it's like, well, I might as well just, like, go outside and play basketball. Or when you do the career mode, there's off days, and you have to go through each off day. And you could skip them. But there's like a negative consequence to that. And then you have to go to events and you have to go to practice. And it's like they don't understand that this is a video game. I'm, I just want to play the game. Like it needs to be arcadey in, in a sense. Yeah. Like uh, my, my philosophy is like if I'm playing like Grand Theft Auto or something and I'm like driving, I'm going to drive on the sidewalk. I, I don't care. I'm going to be like, yep, that's one civilian dead. Oh, that's another one. Well, he's a hood ornament. So. Yeah. 
So it's like, like you gotta have some fun with it. Uh, if it's just counterintuitive, it's it's not gonna work out well in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't play Assassin's Creed just watch it like the movie at this point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that another story still. entirely. Oh God, video game movies. I, I don't I think they're ever gonna get them yeah. right. When are they gonna make a? When are they gonna make a good one? Like, oh god, the character development was so bad. It was just like, Wait, oh. a, a good video game movie here, Ratchet and Clank. Do you know when they oh, make no. a good video game movie? I just figured out, guys. If David Cage makes a movie, hold on. Is Ratchet and Clank the movie really good? Because I've it is. I've heard people I like it. legitimately say if you play the game, real? don't watch the movie. If you watch the movie, don't play the game. That's because the that's because the game is based off the movie. That's based off the game. Yeah, the game has the same cut. I think it has the same like scenes from the it movie. Has, it has oh. um, Okay, it has. So is that really a good video game movie, or is it just a good movie that happens to? Also, be a video. I forget which one was made first. Because now, you see, that's a confusing thing. I think the I game think was made first. At the same time, though. But the, but the thing is, though, is that it's a, is that it's a legitimately good movie, but the, but the game itself is also a legitimately good game. Right. I think to break your, your confidence in that more is I think they released on the same day. <laughs> really? No. Wow. I didn't know that. Um, but I, I will say, like, uh, the CGI movies, they are infinitely better than live action because they seem to just nail it when it comes to how the characters are, as opposed to saying, well, here's, like, this random celebrity, he's, right, he's to, now well, gonna be, problem. um... You have to cast what? a movie star. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that, that's, lies in the problem, is that the actor is going to look at the script and be like, well, that's how I want this character to be, and... Right. But and there's play like, that character with that kind of attitude, and it's like, maybe he doesn't have that kind there of are attitude, some, though. Ca- there's some caveats to it, like, if they cast, like, a real actor to make the movie big, sure, the movie might, you know, have some popularity to it, but at the same time, it's gonna be like, well, there's just this face here, and, and I'm so used to seeing this actor, and it's like, will he really feel the part? Because any good actor, they can still, like, not get something right in terms of a character, like... Everything can rely on the writing as well. So if it's bad writing, yeah. like Mortal Kombat Annihilation, even though Robin Shu he looked completely like Liu Kang, they just messed up the script and they I he was ruined. Great, yeah, he was great, but they messed up the script and everything from the original was lost. Also, a great yeah, adult the Mowgli. Was important part of the movie, really, or any yeah. movie, to be honest. Bad directing. Yeah, bad acting, bad directing, and people who aren't really fans. Like, a lot of people say, oh, well, I'm not fans of the source material. It's like, you need that to make a good video game movie, though. Yes. Not necessarily, though. I mean, like, Matt Smith, just to take a slightly off topic, Matt Smith wasn't a big fan of Doctor. Yeah, he's one of the most popular, like, Doctors of all time. Like, you don't have to be Tenet, who was, like, a major league fan to make a good, like, character. Okay, I put it like this. Um, The people that are willing to learn about the lore... Yeah, are the people them. you know they, they the people that give it a chance there's some directors that don't give it a chance like uh one of the actors for daredevil charlie cox i believe he said he wasn't that big into the comics but then he went back and he did his research so anyone willing to do that to make a better movie that's cool but anyone not willing to do that like they won't understand the characters and um how some of the story works because they didn't take no that time to learn the research. I mean, Bandit Combat and Doctor Strange, for example. He yeah. Definitely read something. 
It, it's like if, if they do something new and different, but it's new and creative to the formula, then that I can understand. But not someone that says, you know, I'm doing this for a paycheck like Uwe Boll or something. That's terrible. Oh, well, I, yeah, I think no. I think case of point of of ruining source material, but still keeping true to it in a way is uh, the Witcher. Oh, sorry. The the Witcher <laughs> games, they're not canon. They're super not canon. Uh, the main character dies at the end of the books. And oh, the, really? the the games take place after. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, there are some exceptions to the rule, but uh, just the people that just don't care. Like, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm Mr. Roy Bull here. I got that, you know, tax law. That, tax write-off. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. That I can get money um, by making Not bad movies. <laughs> yeah, fight me in the ring and I'll knock you out because this is what I do to my critics. He's a funny dude. Yeah. Uh, you guys, you guys, do any of you guys read Cracked? Um, no, no, actually, I don't think I did. So back in the day, or, but do you know, um, oh no, I forget his name now. Uh, there's a writer, there's a writer that used to write for Cracked that's kind of spun off into other stuff now. He's not there anymore. He's like a bigger internet guy, but he also shit on the movie and, um, Uwe Boll contact his people contacted him and said, Hey, I'm going to fight you. But part of the requirement was that you had to tell them what your fighting experience was like basically your specs and he said <laughs> oh well he said oh well i train in boxing and i'm this big and i'm this stuff and they said oh never mind because like Uwe Boll didn't want to actually fight people he just wanted to fight like you know little guys he could pick on so he's a bully exactly <laughs> yeah yeah i was like this this mug you know but i don't like him but i respect it oh it's like when you're sitting down it's, it's like when you're sitting down and you're like you know you're Saying fight me to some guy, he stands up and he's like six foot two. <laughs> that legit happened to me in high school. Oh, <laughs> it's like six so foot two goes to the gym like you know four days a week or something. Oh, this guy's a beanstalk. Yeah, and I'm just gonna. Like I'm not a big dude. And he so benches two hundred with his pinky. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll suck a punch him. Started talking shit and I stood up <laughs> to like throw my lunch away. I didn't even stand up to come to him. I just stood up because I was laughing it off. Just put my lunch away, and he's back down because he was like five foot two. I was like, well, "What are you doing, dude?" Hmm. You should have just said, "You know what? You do that again, I'm gonna just throw you in a basketball hoop." <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> Short man syndrome is a funny thing. <laughs> Short man syndrome. <laughs> oh man! But tall jokes. But uh, I mean, there's still some hope. I I hope that that new uh, CGI Resident Evil movie is good next year. Uh, Real narrative-driven game. Of you course. know the the ones actually based off the game the games uh, aren't too bad. But the one the live-action ones, oh, I heard those they were... are legitimate like theatrical abortions. <laughs> Like, the perfect analogy <laughs> is people saying, you really have to turn your brain off to enjoy those movies. Oh, but absolutely. Even, but but I just can't do it. Like, I just, as a fan of the series, I'm like, I watch it, and then all, right, no. all my problems just started to pour out. Well, are you sure you, you turn your brain off? Are you yeah. sure you didn't turn your brain off hard enough yeah, to yeah. enjoy that Nemesis boxing match? Oh, yeah. I, that part where Nemesis, you know, actually had a heart. And uh, he was in love with someone, even though he's a diabolical monster, a freak of and, nature. Uh, and and lost in a fist fight. I hate when somebody says, turn your brain off. Like, oh, you just didn't turn your brain off. Yeah, it's not like, no, it was, it was a shitty movie, dude. 
Yeah, that's true. Like, in essence, it is a shitty movie. There's no defending it. I I can't believe they have as many sequels as they do. How many? Like, seven, eight? Like and we're coming them. around. We've come around to seven, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who's funding those? Uh, I don't know. Paul Anderson. Somehow he gets money. Huh. He's the worst Anderson out there. <laughs> The worst Anderson. I, I don't understand it. It's almost like they're like, is that a new Resident Evil game? Uh, quick. We gotta start shooting. Yes. Uh, it's it literally weird. goes that fast. <laughs> they're just kidding out the main actors. Like, okay, you're back in another Resident Evil movie. Get back to it. Just run around this green screen show for a little bit. Okay, that's fine. Let's throw it out of there before the game comes out. He's like, no, 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 like, you know, she's my wife and all, so, you know, I like putting her in these movies because she is a valuable item, so I'm going to do that. It's like, it's like so funny uh, because, like, she's in every single one, and you think to yourself as a Resident Evil fan, where are the other characters and why are they introduced, like, so late? And then they start dying off, and it's like, what's going on? I think one guy was just named Chris Redfield just to be Chris Redfield, and then he died. Oh, yeah, I remember they had Chris, and then... Like, there no was one... a guy in a cage for, like, most of the movie. I'm not sure if he was the one that was Chris Redfield. <laughs> I'm but pretty his sure name... he was. Yeah, he's just, like, 90% into this movie. It's, like, the fifth or sixth one. He's like, by the way, I'm Chris Redfield. And you're like, oh, wow, it's Chris Redfield, and he dies. Chris! <laughs> yeah. So, like some of the movies they don't do the characters justice either like they're either side characters or secondary even though they're the main characters man i i just don't understand bringing in <laughs> bringing in <laughs> never mind <laughs> like hello my name is uh cunt redfield happy I, to be a service i i was gonna make a pretty meta joke of like Boy, introducing first-party characters late into the story is pretty silly. Oh, so he's DLC. <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey. I, I know Capcom would never do such a thing. Oh, boy. Five extra dollars in your seat. Uh, I, I really, like... Fuck, man. It's so sad. Remember, like throughout like as probably when I joined I was like I have high hopes for Resident Evil 7 and like Dom was like no don't do it and I was like no I gotta <laughs> I gotta believe and then I okay. played Resident yeah, Evil 7 and I'm like this lives up to everything I ever let it's over <laughs> nice. I, beat it in, I beat it in 7 hours really so, that's how long it was for me, anyway. Uh, beat my friend in... beat it in eight. You beat it in seven hours. Ha, 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 ha. I do think <laughs> RE4 was much longer. That game clocked in at, like, about 13 in my first playthrough. I'm... I haven't finished RE4 yet. On yeah, PC, that game's long, And too. that game is taking me 15 hours. Nice. How you guys feel about, uh... How do you guys feel about a uh, replay value? What's the best amount in your opinion? Metal Gear Solid Three. Five hours straight on that game. Just had to keep going and going one more run over and over again just to try and beat the big bad boss at the end. Uh, I'm not but... sure. Like, 
what's a good amount of replay value, but the, the, the best example I could think of is Metal Gear Solid 3, where it's I must have played that game 14 times now, and I'm still learning little bits about the game that I've never known. Yeah, any game that makes you come back is very good, in my opinion, at least, because yeah. it means that it has a lot going for it, and it doesn't get, like, repetitive at all. Like, you can play it each and every single time and not get bored or learn new things. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be Dark Souls for me as well. Dark oh, Souls that's... is good. Dark, Yeah, the Soulsborne games for me are pretty... Or, that's, a good, that's a good pick. Mm, yeah, they're, meant for, they're meant for that sort of thing. I also, more recently, uh, Dishonored 2, uh, I don't know if you guys are into oh, it, yeah. but uh, Dishonored 2, uh, with the um, the update that they had, not recently, but a while ago, where with New Game Plus, uh, you keep the powers of, you could have both powers for oh, one character. Oh, yeah. So that just opens everything up, and so then you could just kind of just go ham. Uh, I feel like it's a lot easier for a stealth game, well, a game rooted in stealth mechanics to have more replay value. Oh, definitely. Because um, the, all the all the ones that I can think of in my head are stealth games. I think uh, where Splinter I'm Cell thinking of Hitman. Yeah. I'm thinking of Hitman. Uh, yeah. Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell's Cell a good one. Yeah. So many branching paths, different opportunities, different you know, yeah. And then you earn the stealth camo in, in any Metal Gear Solid game and go at it. It's still <laughs> fucking fun. I love. When I was a kid, uh, I would play Twin Snakes and just, like, punch soldiers in the back of the head and just leave. I used nice. to, like, just hold them up and punch them in the nuts sometimes, which was funny. You can shoot them in the nuts, and they have a special animation for that. They do. I was like, Kojima, you quirky <laughs> but strange oh, bastard. Yeah. And, then, and then in MGS3, they come back as ghosts grabbing their crotch and screaming at you, Why'd you shoot me in the crotch? Do they do that during the sorrow fight? Yeah, they will grip their crotch and they have special dialogue about it. Oh my god! It. Oh my They're god. like, "Why would you do that, dude?" Kojima like, is a brilliant man. One of my playthroughs, oh, I, le I legitimately went on a mission on one of my playthroughs to kill as many soldiers as I could by knocking them out and shooting them in the dick. Like, uh, the moose is loose. Uh, zombie, how long did the fight? How long did the Sorrow River cross last by any chance during that like five minutes, ten minutes? Like, God damn, I don't think I could make it to the end, honestly. It depends on how many people you killed, I believe. If you yeah. didn't kill yeah. that many, it's very short. It literally, if you do nothing with stamina kills, it's like very, very short. I I always liked that. Uh, I always liked that Metal Gear games always kind of had some shape or form of slapping you in the face for murdering people. It's great. Like, uh, it, they, it, they they were too on the nose in MGS2 where they're just like, oh boy, you're Jack the Ripper or something, something, who, who cares? Like, fucking, like, a hidden karma aspect of the Phantom Pain and, like, a mm -hmm. fucking river boss fight. It's just like, if, if with any type of stealth game, uh, you need that type of stuff. Like, if you don't do that right, then it's... It's well, no the fear. easiest way, <laughs> the way I play stealth games is if the only way I can't get caught is if, if nobody can, nobody's there to see me. Sure, and the easiest way to clear most levels in most stealth games is to kill everybody. Or trank them. That's why, yeah. right, sure, you could trank them. Yeah. No, but eventually, the, the problem with Metal Gear is that they eventually wake up and then they throw the whole place into a, like, yeah. a semi-alert phase. 
Yeah, they'll get on like a slight alert or something, and then it's like, oh well, these assholes are more alert. I got to be more careful because they might call in reinforcements or something. But like, I've played Dishonored one a bunch of times. I've played Dishonored two a couple of times. I'm uh, I'm in there on Dishonored, and I still, to this day, have never, and I don't understand how people. They, I mean, they beat the game without. Like they ghost the whole game, and I don't understand how they do that. But stealth games have to have that option, so that you know it adds the replay value too. Is you I, just I get just real think, good at it. I think the problem is, is that more games need Metal Gears like guards actually fucking wake up. Yes. Because no I need a bigger, I need a bigger reason to choose killing somebody and choking them out rather than. Rather than like in Dishonored, where it's just oh no, I'm doing a two second chokehold. Yes, yeah, no. That I can move them freely in, and it's totally silent. They still didn't balance Dishonored two, um, and I haven't played it since. I haven't played it in a little while, but when I first played through it, they did. They still did not balance it properly. Uh, it was better, and the AI was better, but it was not. It was not balanced properly, to where you, you to where you know, you could do pretty much what you want to do. Uh, stealth but games. Go ahead. Stealth games are like in that weird stage, though, where like, um, we've only gotten recently gotten like capable stealth games because of the how AI has gotten now. Yeah. Yep. So like, I it, they're all super at, all over the fucking place. Yeah. Now it's like, uh, everyone stays asleep, or there's some easy mechanics. Or you can tag everybody. I mean, uh, I just like those stealth games that are hard. Like, mm -hmm. enemies really track you down, you know. So everything doesn't feel like the players getting one up over the enemies. Because easily you could just be quiet the entire time. Not get spotted at all. And the game would be easy. But if yeah. there's challenge, then that makes stealth games a lot more interesting. Because there's something to look forward to when your position is blown. The Metal yeah. Gear games are so hard because of that. Yes. Like, when I see guys coming out with, like, glass shields or whatever, I'm like, oh shit, well, I gotta improvise now. Would you uh, like I was just I was just playing uh, the Phantom Pain earlier today. Uh, when I first played through it, I had turned off reaction mode because I was like, that's gonna make the game too fucking easy. And I decided, I'll turn it on this time around. <laughs> it makes everything mind-numbingly easy. Without it, it's just like, a guy saw me... 50 feet away and everyone's barreling down on me. Yeah. What would you would you like to play on European Extreme? Oh god, god I remember that. Get spotted once, game over. The ultimate stealth game challenge. I still yes. hate I still hate forced stealth. Oh when you I, have to I do it? Wait, wait, like in on getting spotted. Wait, like in games where it's not built around it? No, like Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Where it's just like, escort the guy. Oh, you got spotted, fuck you. Yeah, it, that's the worst. I, I think Metal Gear has had it right since the beginning where it's like, you got spotted, you're, you're most likely going to fucking die here, but at yeah, least you, you can spotted. have a fighting chance. You got spotted, but figure this shit out if you can. Uh, oh, instant game over spotted at least makes sense in some situations, like in the tanker chapter of MGS2. If you get spotted in a room full of marines, you're not getting out. Oh, yeah. So but... at least it makes sense to why it's instant game over if you get spotted. Yeah, that's that's like a good story reason. But I mean, like in Assassin's Creed, where they have 
so many, and then Watch Dogs has so many, and Watch Dogs 2 didn't, thank God, even though... God, Watch Dogs 2 is a weird game. Part of me kind of liked Watch Dogs 2, but another part of me were, was thinking, like, oh, this is eh, I, I don't know, I there's still some mechanics that needed refining, in my opinion. In terms of storyline, I didn't feel like Marcus was the kind of guy to kill anybody, and yet... You could just be a psychopath if you wanted. Yeah. You could shoot up Google for fuck's sake. <laughs> and I heard you can uh, hack Ubisoft in that game, which is pretty funny. Yeah, Their whole like office is just tattered and siege stuff. It's great. Well. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's weird when the character... When the, the character is different than the player character, uh, if that makes sense. And it's like, they don't seem to have that personality, but I can play this way. No, but I mean, like, 100%, the game does not revolve around this character killing people, but you can kill people. Yeah. So, like, you could shoot up the security staff at at, at, a, at the Google... They call it Noodle, I think. Yeah. And then, like, you finish the mission, and he's, like, chilling out on, on the campus, hanging around. The guy comes up like, yo, they just arrested that asshole because they found incrimination on their computer. It's like, oh, what'd they say about the 14 bodies? <laughs> oh, yeah, that uh, ludonarrative distance it, though. It's just like... I, I, it, that, I'm, I'm usually not bothered by that. I'm usually like the kind of guy that's like, you know, leave it up to the players and leave everything out of context. But, like, you break into the FBI building and you could just kill a bunch of FBI people and nothing, there's nothing about that. Well, yeah, you have to pick one or the other. How, how about GTA with its police? Oh, the police. Oh, oh, you could shoot. practically yeah. murder the SWAT team, but if you manage to duck under a bridge for like at least two minutes, they're like, eh, whatever, let's just go back home and get some lunch. But I, I like, it, that's a thing in, like, GTA where they'll at least pull guns out in cutscenes, and, like, a cutscene usually trails off into where they, this is going to erupt into a gunfight. There's not a single moment in Watch Dogs 2 where something's gonna erupt into a gunfight. Yeah, like... But you can elevate it. And then yeah, the game acts like there was never a gunfight. Oh, go ahead, uh, Blue. Alright, I was gonna say, like, there's this thing as well in the game, like, where you're supposed to, like, prep an attack on this gang, and you can choose when they arrive. Like, you could just set up your tricks and your bombs and whatever, or you could just say, nah, they'll just come now. You can literally say to, the, you say to the game, okay, I want them to come right now. You don't have a time limit or anything. You can literally spend 20 minutes prepping. Yeah, like back. like I said, it's definitely a Ludo narrative where your character might not want to kill people, but you as a player, obviously, you are able to break that by going out and shooting people that you want to your heart's content, which might make the game seem, like, wacky. Uh, it, it, it depends on how it works, though, to make it believable. It's super... It, it, the, the problem is, is that it does it terribly, because it's like, oh... There was a cyber attack on uh, Noodle headquarters, and it's like, yeah, that's it—a cyber attack, not there... a full-on terrorist threat. Right, like, imagine, imagine that, in, imagine that in real life. Like, of course, like that would be big. Yeah, you can't really do that, that for any video game, but like, it—it's it, just like narratively, it's—it's it's super. Sure, big. that's what I'm saying. Though, it's like the the news report would not be there as a cyber attack. The news report would be, you know, massive. Um, 
Okay. Yeah, like you said, terrorist attack. Terrorist the, 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 the hacker group in the game is called DeadSec. They wouldn't even be a hacker group. They would just, they'd just be a fucking ISIS. Yeah. Terrorist, yeah. yeah. They have the power of ISIS, practically. Um, but, yeah, the, the only game I think where it makes sense is uh, Last of Us, because, I mean, those people are killing to survive, so I sort of get it. In the sense that it's pretty much mandatory, you either kill or be killed. But who in Last of Us? I mean, when I played Last of Us, I read the characters as totally willing to do what they needed to do. Yes, yes. I think like, 10 years is a zombie like rural cottage, so I think you'd be used to it by then. Yeah. Like, there's nobody. There's nobody in Last of Us that was like you would shoot a bunch of people and kill a bunch of people, and then there'd be a cutscene where it was like, oh well, that didn't happen. Oh, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, it's like, it just depends on the means of, um, what they do. Uh, there, there is some ridiculous stuff that they will obviously waste time on. Like, there's no way that you have the military outside of a checkpoint and you would just stand around digging around doing nothing, you know? Oh, okay, um, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So, so yeah, it's just when it comes to, um, how they operate and, you know, you have the hunters trying to scavenge for food, kill people, do stuff like that. I can see where it makes sense there. Uh, yeah. I also get that feeling of, like, where it hits a nail on the head for that in The Witcher, where I think it's a really... the I, I fucking love The Witcher. It's probably my favorite game to come out at all. But wow. the, the way it's written is just, like, the main character is this sarcastic, emotionless thing because he's he's been created like that. So it oh, all man. just works, and and the, his reasoning for things just work. There's never just like an outwardly evil choice. There's an outwardly evil choice because of X. Yeah, one of these days I'll get around in those Witcher games. That's, oh man, the Witcher games. It, it's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard to say just start at this one. Because um, the first Witcher's ugliest sin and controls like shit. Oh, nice. But they all reference each other like unforgivingly. Oh, one of them. Absolutely unforgivingly.